Welcome back to the program. I'm Rabina Ahmed Huck, and this is On Point. Uh, one of the issues of inflation is that life gets more expensive for everybody. And since the pandemic first started, many social and economic safety nets, and this includes homeless shelters, food banks, women's shelters, have all seen a disturbing increase of patrons, uh, of people who simply can't afford to be living where they are living because of the higher cost of living. And also because of the pandemic, many women have found themselves uh, in, in, in domestic situations they cannot stay in and have to leave. And many of these centers are now struggling to keep up with the demand of how many people need to access them. Women's shelters across the country are experiencing more women and children seeking refuge due to an increase in domestic abuse. And that is exacerbated by high inflation and the lack of affordable affordable housing. And these shelters cannot continue to maintain over capacity for very much longer. Uh, to tell us uh, more about this and what's happening uh, specifically in Hamilton is Sue Taylor. She's Executive Director of Interval House of Hamilton. Hi, Sue. Welcome to the program. Hi. Thank you so much for inviting us here tonight. Sue, I wanted to start by asking you, paint me a picture of how things have changed uh, in your world uh, since the, the pandemic uh, began, especially now with the added burden of high inflation. What's it like right now at, at, at women's shelters? Well, I think it's safe to say that as the pandemic has unfolded, we are seeing higher rates of women accessing safe space. More women are reporting greater incidences of violence and more lethality and harm around that violence. So as a system, uh, we are mandated and humbly serving women who are showing up at our doors with children who are fleeing violence. And what we're seeing is that women are staying in the shelter system longer because rents are going up, the cost of groceries are going up, and it's more difficult for women to find safe, affordable housing in our community. So what's happening is a backlog. And we have really high numbers of women right now in our shelter who are seeking safe space. And so women, you know, uh, they arrive at these shelters already vulnerable, already uh, feeling like they don't have anywhere else to go. And then once they are able to find safety, they have nowhere else to go again because it's so expensive for them to find an apartment with their children. It's so expensive for them to move what needs to be done in order to make the situation better for these women who are fleeing violence uh, in their homes? Well, the touchdown there is varying because it's everything from affordable housing to um, you know the the inequalities that women face, even around employment and income, uh, fair working rates. So there's so many systems that create barriers and challenges, and it's really, really setting women back. And certainly when a woman is accessing our system, we need to recognize and remember she's becoming a single mom. And the additional challenges of sometimes re-accessing the workforce and re-accessing it safely, especially if there is a history of an ex-partner who is perhaps harassing her or going to her workplace. So her challenges are greatly influenced when she's when she's leaving her abuser and then trying to restart her life after. And this has to be um, uh, this has there has to be a solution. Uh, is it is it uh, more government support? Is it more um, is it more donations? Like how can 
uh, Canadians continue to support women's shelters so that those women who are seeking uh, shelter can get the the the, the adequate quick care uh, that they need at that time? Yeah, in my opinion, honestly, it can't just be a one-time deal. Um, when COVID hit, we had communities, we had like globally, we got together and we fought against COVID. And honestly, gender-based violence is the same. It needs a really strong response on multiple levels. Everything from times like right now, when we're in pressure points, we do need our community support. We need that monetary donation because we didn't have an operating budget that took into consideration that we were going to go above our maximum number of women and children. But balancing that, we have to start looking at prevention. And that's a program that we feel very strongly about at Interval House of Hamilton. We believe strongly that we should be working with boys and men and allies in preventing gender-based violence. So I really see this as a multi-level response. Yeah, and there has been changes um, uh, even in the criminal code to, to, to recognize violence against women uh, they're, they're because of so many different incidences that have happened, um, not just during the pandemic, but even before that, definitely uh, identify that this violence is happening specifically because they are women um, and they are not safe from those people who are who are, um, are who are abusing them. Uh, when these women arrive, when when the women arrive with their children, uh, tell us what it is like for them uh, when they first arrive in those homes and and. Uh, what, what they're what they're met with uh, currently. Well, when a woman when a woman chooses to access our shelter, whatever brings her there, it's really it's an individual choice and decision for her to come. Sometimes they'll come quite quickly because it's the safest time for her to come. Sometimes she's done some planning and she's leaving when her partner uh, is away from the home. And when she first comes, our first priority is her safety. Um, we need to get her inside uh, with her children. Um, we're a facility that's considered to be a, a quite high level security building. And then from there, we need to have a, a pretty upfront conversation around space. Uh, right now, we don't have space in the system. And I don't want to say that and frighten women away from not coming because we're here for you. Whether we are full or not, we are going to support you. But the first question is, can we find a safe bed for you? Um, if it's not with us, we work with our sister agencies. That's our first priority. Once we find her some space, safe space, then we take a look at things like legalities. Remember, if there's children involved, there's going to be legal issues involved with family court. Um, after that, we'll take a look at income. So we just keep working away and holistically, we try to support the woman in all avenues. So it is, again, it's a process that, you know, takes anywhere from a couple of hours to, to sort of take a look at that safety risk and lethality risk. Um, and then from there, it unpackages over months around income stability and housing stability. So it is a long path for a woman. Sue, thank you so much uh, for doing the work that you do, for joining the program tonight uh, to talk to us about what the situation is like and some of the solutions, long-term solutions. Like you said, it's not a one-time deal. It has to be something that we put into place and that that affects all the different uh, areas that need attention, uh, dealing with uh, young men and boys, uh, creating more space for women who do arrive at the shelters. It's not just a, here's a little bit of money and uh, you know now everything is going to be okay. It really is a fulsome solution where everybody needs to, to get involved and to pay attention. So I really thank you for your time and thank you for bringing us up to speed and good luck with everything that you're doing.
Thank you so much. Have a great night. Yeah, you as well. That's Sue Taylor. She's executive director of Interval House uh, of Hamilton, uh, a 22-bed facility there that's uh, in uh, the West Mountain area. It's finding it very difficult uh, to deal with the demand of the women and children that are trying to access that shelter, uh, find safety from um, domestic violence situations, from abusive situations, and, um, and, and some of the solutions of things that we can do. I know during the pandemic, uh, I watched uh, the Netflix series Made, and it really helped highlight um, how the system, even though that system was based in the United States, but how the system is so uh, stacked up against women, where it's difficult to access the services you need. When you get the services you need, it's hard to get out and be on your own, and how money is one of the major reasons why women can't leave uh, certain situations, and uh, and then when they get to a a safe place. If they don't have the beds, then what happens uh, with her and her children? Uh, so Sue, uh, I really thanked her for for her time and for all the effort that she puts into keeping these women and these children safe. I'm Rabina Ahmed Hakan. This is On Point. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms. <laughs> 